Well, this morning's scripture comes to us, church, from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, If you're going to follow along in your own Bibles, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at, uh, read verses 19 to 21. You can also follow along on the screens behind me. Uh, As we read, I invite you to... um, Go into it with a prayerful mindset, listening to the Holy Spirit. God has a word for each of you this morning. This is God's word for us. Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. Amen. Would you pray with me? God, we, we thank you for your word, for the wisdom that is contained therein, and what it means for us to follow you. Lord, we ask that you would open our eyes, that we would see our ears, that we would hear Open our minds, we would come to know and understand your, your word. Open our hearts, that we would feel its power. And then by your grace, I ask, oh God, that you would open our hands, that we would offer grace to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember the process of opening this, uh, this facility. Uh, the Lord uh, blessed us uh, w- with a gift and a challenge of moving in uh, on Holy Week. Uh, we, we had hopes and a vision to be able to be in this building weeks in advance so that we would be prepared and we would learn what we were doing before we arrived at Easter, but, uh, but weather contractors and otherwise uh, uh, thwarted plans were, were, were met and we had to move in on Holy Week. And it was, it was a true gift to have Monday, Thursday service, Good Friday service, and Easter and just like that be the first Sunday that we ever worship in this space. Uh, but but a lot of a lot of work went in behind the scenes into what's going on, and one of the the, the little kind of considered facts or facets is 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 how a church moves from having virtually no assets to having a facility full of assets. Right. When, whenever we were portable, we were portable from January 8, 2012 as a ministry in, in the YMCA and then at Timber Creek all the way until the second Sunday of April 2019. And, and, and during that time period, the, the largest asset that the church owned before we owned this land was, was the trailer. And, and so uh, we had a trailer uh, that if, if it blew out a tire, we'd had to get, have to get it fixed. Actually, uh, someone at the storage unit like rammed it with a, with a truck, and uh, so it had to get fixed before. Uh, if, if, if a soundboard went out, we'd have to fix it, or a speaker went out, went out we'd have to fix it. But, but our assets were incredibly limited, so we didn't pay much attention to or need to pay much attention to how we were quantifying or, or, or tracking our assets. But then whenever we were moving in the building, we started asking questions. We were like, we're going to move into a building, and now we're going to have millions of dollars of assets. We're going to have a facility full of assets. And, and, and then you start thinking about depreciation schedules. 
dun, dun, dun. Like, like these, these are the, the, the joy of every pastor's life is a depreciation schedule in a trustees meeting. I promise you that. And, uh, and so we were thinking about uh, how, how do we depreciate the roof? How do we depreciate the air conditioning, the, the, the water heater, the speakers, the, the, you know, the, the, the lighting board, like all of these things. How do we work through that? And you begin to have to analyze how long are they expected to last? Uh, when will they, they deteriorate? When do they ultimately depreciate? And I know for some of you that are in business, uh, either own your own business or involved in business, you, uh, you think of those things from a tax liability perspective, and, and that's good and faithful. I understand that. We're not doing that as a church because we're nonprofit 501c3, so we, we, we're not thinking about the tax benefit. We're just thinking about when are we going to have to replace it? When's it going to be dead, right? Because we know that there, there, there are churches out there that their air conditioning breaks one Sunday, and then they're like, well, uh, if it gets hot enough, people will pay for it. Uh, you know, that's, 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 that's how you deal with depreciated assets as a church. Uh, but we didn't want to do that, so we started, like, mapping it all out. And in the midst of that exercise, as we're working through that process, you know, we're saying, okay, well, these things will last this long. And, and I remember with a lot of our technology in this room particularly, we, uh, we set a schedule, and, you know, it's going to last years, years. And, uh, and one Sunday morning in, in, uh, last year, we came in the building, and during rehearsal, the lights started, like, flashing, right? Uh, if you were here, you will remember, because you will remember my face as I seethed with frustration, uh, and, 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 and people were, 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 were considering, uh, do I have epilepsy or not, uh, uh, as they were sitting in this room, because the lighting board went out, and then the room, like, during the 1030 service, like, started strobing. Like the whole room, it looked, and it was not in an organized, like cool rock concert fashion. It was just horrid. And during the sermon, I was thinking to myself, we didn't depreciate that asset fast enough. Uh, <laughs> we thought we were going to get years, but we only got months. Everything in this world will depreciate in value. Everything uh, that, that we get that is new is temporary, and, and it, will, it will break down, it will wear out, even the glorious Colosseum depreciates and deteriorates and soon becomes a relic of what it once was. That's the world we live in, that's the context through which we see things. When we buy something, it will depreciate. It's inevitably going to, to be less than it was. And so when we come to this Romans, I uh, mean this Revelation 21.5 text that's orienting our year, this, this moment when Jesus is seated on the throne and he's calling out to all of creation. He says, look, I am making everything new. And he, and he declares that as a truth for us. And, and he then repeats uh, in a new way and says, hey, you need to write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. You could depend on it. That's what we're building our lives on. We know this truth that God... God is making, Jesus is making all things new, including us. And so if we're to come to that, we have to enter into it with a, with a fresh perspective, a, a new way of orienting our understanding of what new means. How do we define new? In our world, new inevitably depreciates. But does this new life in Christ, this new creation, depreciate? Is that what we should expect or anticipate? Of course, the, the answer is no in, in, 
in this Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus is, is speaking in Matthew chapter 6, he's gathered with his disciples and, and he's giving them instruction. And, and the Sermon on the Mount goes through a wide variety of teachings. But when, when he pauses and enters into this new section, uh, he says, hey, look, there, 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 are, there are things of this earth and there are things of heaven. And, and we, we store up treasures. We invest in certain things, and we participate in certain things. And, and he's telling his disciples, hey, look, I know that, that it, is, it is tempting and is common for us to store up treasures, to invest ourselves fully participating in things of this world and things of this earth. But I want to invite you to store up treasures in heaven instead. But because there is the, the temporary and there's the eternal. There are the things that won't last and there's the thing that will last. And so he's, he's inviting us together to invest in different ways and to store up in different ways rather than the temporary. Let's focus on the eternal. First Peter articulates it this way in chapter 1 verses 3 through 6 uh, and, and helps us see the, the, the difference between our framework of new and this new creation that is in Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he, Jesus, has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the, coming of the, uh, until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. This new birth that we have in Christ gives us an inheritance that is eternal. Gives us an inheritance that, that, that does not perish spoil, or fade. And that might challenge us because uh, those of us that have been uh, journeying in this life of faith for a while uh, might have seen some ebb and flow to the intensity of our following, the, the engagement in which we feel the presence of God in our midst. And there are highs and there are lows, and there are times when we feel like we're walking right next to Christ, or that Christ is walking right next to us. And then there are times where we feel a greater distance from God, and, and we yearn for that new life to be uh, experienced afresh in us. There are there are those of us that, it, that, that came to faith years ago, maybe in a camp or a mission uh, ministry of some sort, and we, we experienced the, the witness of the Holy Spirit for the first time, and, and we, we were on maybe a, a camp high of some sort. And when we were, we were uh, experiencing that, as, as we moved away from that mountaintop, we entered into maybe a dark shadow of fading faith. Or some, some of us, we came to Christ as, as adults and we experienced a, a, a complete life transformation. Maybe there was something uh, that, 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 that led you to darkness or despair, and then you found a new hope in Christ here in this community or at another point in your adulthood, and you experienced transformation. 
And as that transformation sank in, you, you, you dug into God's word and you dug into a relationship with God through prayer and you found other believers to hold you accountable and to grow in the faith together and you found Christian community and all of those things were beautiful and your faith was alive and then over the course of time, maybe you experienced some level of stagnation, transformation becoming stagnation. Or maybe some of you, you have not given your life to Christ yet, and so all of this is foreign, and you're wondering, what the heck are we talking about? Because I, I don't know what new life looks like, what it means. There's a word of encouragement for, for, for you and for me. Uh, our ebb and flow of intensity of feeling or experience of God is, is more about us than it is about God. It's more about uh, our investment than it is about God's investment because when, whenever we are made new in Christ, that is eternal and it does not depreciate in value. There is nothing that could happen on, on our end that will change the inheritance that we have in Christ. His glory, His goodness is eternal. And so that's good news for us, brothers and sisters, that, that as we experience this, this new life, uh, we, can, we can invest more deeply in those things that are eternal and feel renewed in that way. I know that, that many of you, uh, you've purchased a house, and you purchase a house with the hope that, that maybe this would be the first asset that you have that actually appreciates uh, I, I get it, you know, we buy cars, and like the day we drive off the lot, we're down 10%. By the end of that year, we're down another 10%. So in the first year, we're down 20% on our car. I totally get it. Dealing with depreciating assets is a part of life. But when we buy that house, we hope that we'll actually have an appreciating asset. Well, the only way that that's the case is one thing that we have no capacity to, to handle and another thing that we do one that we have no capacity to handle is the economy because we hope that we're going to get an appreciating asset, but something could happen and it might not. We pray that's not the case. But then, on the other side, if we don't actually maintain that asset, that home, it too will depreciate. Think with me, brothers and sisters. If you never clean your gutter, if you never change your air filter, if you don't clean your carpets, gross, uh, if, you, if you don't do anything with your landscaping, if you don't maintain your home at all, if you do nothing to invest in it, then it will not appreciate. It will depreciate. Y'all with me? Like, like, you go to sell your house and you hadn't done squat to it in 10 years, it will be worth less than you paid for. Guarantee. So what is that for our life of faith, for our, for our investment in our relationship with Jesus? We're called to maintain it with that same level of intensity. For us to invest in Christian relationships that will help us to grow. For us to invest in, in a Christian community uh, that, that is reaching out to, to announce that the kingdom of God is near. To invest in, in our marriages and our families because those things are eternal as well as they have been blessed by the covenant of Christian marriage. We're called to invest in our life of faith through prayer and the study of Scripture and the spiritual disciplines. And when we do those things, it's not because it changes God, but it changes us. It's not because the new creation that we have in Christ is different, 
but it's because our understanding of how we have been made new and are being made new is like a new and fresh awakening. Our eyes are open to what God is doing and has done in us. This is a new, new. It's not the new that we come to understand that will always fall short, deteriorate, be destroyed. No, it's something that is stored up, a treasure in heaven that is eternal for you and for me. So we give glory to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we celebrate this, this, uh, this new life that we have in you that, that transforms uh, our, our understanding of how we engage and relate to the world. We ask, God, that you would uh, meet with us now and transform our hearts so that we might uh, see more clearly how we might uh, uh, move and have uh, life in you out in the world. Lord, we ask, God, that you would uh, meet with us now as we continue to worship. As we enter into this time of offering, God, we ask that you would bless both the gift and the giver like that, that you would receive glory, honor, and praise through all things that are done this, in this space and at this time. We pray this, Almighty God, in Jesus' name. Amen.